Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. This past fall, the Red Cross faced its worst blood supply shortage in a decade. And while there has been an increase in the number of donors over the past couple months, more people are needed to make a life-saving donation. On the line with me is Dana Simmons, Regional Communications Manager for the American Red Cross of Southern California. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Dana, why did the Red Cross announce its first ever national blood crisis? Yeah, so we announced our first ever national blood crisis because this is actually the worst blood shortage we've seen in over a decade. So this is posing a concerning risk to patient care and doctors are really having to um, make some difficult decisions about who receives blood transfusions first and who has to wait until more products become available. And since the pandemic began, we've actually experienced about a 10% decline in the number of people donating blood. And it's important to remember for those that are listening, who needs blood? So some people that need blood are accident and burn victims, heart surgery and transplant patients, and those that are receiving treatment for both sickle cell disease and cancer and leukemia. So we really need blood and platelet donations to help further prevent delays in medical treatment. What's the state of the current blood supply in California? So currently, uh, we do have a nationwide shortage, and we are we have less than a one-day supply of type O blood and platelets, and we ideally like to have a five-day supply. So we have had to limit blood product distribution to hospitals as a result of this shortage because the distributions to hospitals are just outpacing the number of blood donations that are coming in. You mentioned that because of this shortage, doctors are having to make some difficult decisions about who gets these products. And I think about, I know we have a listener whose teenage daughter is battling cancer, and she said there are people in the hospital who aren't getting the transfusions that they need because there isn't enough blood. And I just, I I can't imagine, first of all, being a parent whose child who has cancer and then being told we're going to hold off on this transfusion because there's not enough products available. And that just seems like it's a story that's happening way too often right now. Absolutely. And that's really why we're making this appeal to the community and why we're asking the community to be generous in this way. And I was speaking with a blood donor recently. And what he said is he rolls up his sleeve because he wants to give from the wealth of his good health. And Mm -hmm. I think that was really impactful because He's really rolling up his sleeve for someone else. He's not going to meet the the person that's receiving his blood on the other end. Um, You're not always going to know who the transfusion is going to, but you can be confident that it is making a a life-impacting and potentially a life-saving difference for a patient's life. 
We've heard about a number of blood collection challenges during the pandemic. What is different about this one? Yeah, we have had a few significant blood shortages during the pandemic because of COVID-19. And what really makes this situation unique is these compounding factors that we're facing. So the number one factor, we have COVID. So from August to fall, we've actually seen a direct correlation between as COVID cases have risen, we've actually seen a decrease in donor turnout. And in addition to that, we've had a severe winter weather in other states that have canceled blood drives. And we've also had a continuation of school closures with resulting in canceled blood drives. And just like uh, many employers around the nation during COVID, we've also had some staffing limitations. And so what really makes this even more challenging is this our blood levels have remained at these historically low levels for now nearly four months. And so it's really these compounding factors and the fact that it's gone on for so long that is making this this shortage so different. How could a shortage impact local hospital patients? Yeah, so there is always a chance that a doctor could have to postpone an elective surgery if the products aren't available. And unfortunately, in the worst case scenario, a doctor may actually have to forgo performing a serious procedure because of a shortage. And so we're really doing all that we can to minimize any impact of this shortage on on hospital patients. And it really does take uh, generous members from the community to step up and make sure that this doesn't continue, that we can overcome this together. So we have a decrease in the impact that it's having on our local hospital patients. If someone needs a transfusion, is there any substitution for real blood? Can blood be manufactured, in other words? No, blood cannot be manufactured and it can also not be stockpiled. So it's actually, it is a perishable product and it has a shelf life. So whole blood shelf life is only 42 days and platelets only have a shelf life of five days. So our supply constantly has to be replenished by our generous donors. I'm speaking with Dana Simmons, Regional Communications Manager for the American Red Cross of Southern California. What blood types are most needed right now? So all blood types are needed, and we're encouraging everyone really to roll up their sleeves, especially those with type O positive and type O negative blood, in addition to platelets. So type O positive blood is actually our most transfused blood type. And type O negative is the universal blood type. And this is typically what emergency room personnel reach for in the event of an emergency, and they don't have time to determine that patient's blood type. And then in addition to that, also platelet donations are urgently needed. And and platelets are actually the clotting portion of your blood. Like I mentioned, it has to be transfused within five days of donations. And nearly half of all of our platelet donations are given to patients undergoing cancer treatment. And so for, for listeners that are wishing to make a platelet donation, these donations can be made at a Red Cross Blood Donation Center in Orange County, L.A. County, or San Diego County. Tell us what the donation process is like. Yeah, so the blood donation process is a very simple process. It takes about an hour of your time, but the actual donation only takes about an average of 8 to 10 minutes. So first, you're going to arrive at the either a blood drive or the blood donation center, and you're going to get checked in and go through some registration. And then you're going to head over to health history, where you're going to go through a brief interview about your personal health history and undergo a mini physical. So the staff is going to check your temperature, your iron levels, your blood pressure and pulse, just to make sure that you're in good physical health to donate. And then you're going to hop in the donation chair. And like I said, this only takes about eight to 10 minutes. And then when you're done donating and given the gift of life, you're going to head over to refreshment. So This is where donors can enjoy snacks and water, and we want them to wait there about 10 to 15 minutes before they leave. 
And really the last step is walking out of that door and feeling really good about your donation and, and knowing that you made an impact in the, in the day and you uh, did your good deed. What are some common misconceptions people might have about donating blood? Some people assume that blood products are always on the hospital shelves. But as I mentioned, blood can't be manufactured and there really is no substitute. And it takes our generous community and donors um, to step up and roll up their sleeves to give. And so in addition to that, some people think that they're too old to donate or that there's an age limit to donate, but there's actually no upper age limit to give blood as long as you're well with uh, no restrictions or limitations to your activities. And in addition to that, individuals who are 17 years of age in most states and then 16 with parental consent were allowed by state law. So in California, those that are 16 with parental consent can donate. And actually, I did speak with a donor um, not too long ago who always, the reason she didn't give was because she thought she was too old. And when she showed up and went through the health history, they told her she was good to go. She was like, I'm going to come back and do this more often. I always thought that I was too old. So she's definitely not letting age stop her from getting on the donation table either. And Another misconception is many people have questions about tattoos and donating blood. So some people think that if they have a tattoo, they can't donate. So tattoos are acceptable if a tattoo was applied by a state-regulated entity using both sterile needles and ink that is not reused. So those are some misconceptions. And we also have more details about eligibility because a lot of people commonly have questions about medications they take or different health conditions they have if they can still donate. So if people want to go to redcrossblood.org slash eligibility, they can find out more about if they're eligible to donate. I'm speaking with Dana Simmons, Regional Communications Manager for the American Red Cross of Southern California. What COVID-19 safety precautions are in place to keep staff and donors safe? Yeah, so we only collect blood from individuals who are healthy and feeling well at the time of their donation. Safety is really our top priority. And in addition to that, we're also making sure that Our blood donors and staff are wearing masks, regardless of their vaccination status. And in addition to that, we're making sure that our staff members are wearing gloves and changing them often, routinely disinfecting surfaces. Um, And we have several other safety protocols in place to make sure that the process is safe for everyone there. Is someone who has received a COVID-19 vaccine eligible to give blood? Yes, they are. If you have received a COVID-19 vaccine, you are still eligible to donate blood and platelets. It is important to know the manufacturer of the vaccine that you received because that is important in determining blood donation eligibility. And in addition to that, if you haven't received a COVID-19 vaccine, you are still eligible to give. We just want to make sure that you are healthy and feeling well when you come in. And if you've had COVID-19, what's the deferral period? So it is a 14-day deferral period, and this is in alignment with FDA guidance. So if you have had COVID-19 and you have had symptoms, you must refrain from donating for 14 days after your symptoms resolve. And then if you do test positive and you are asymptomatic, you do have to wait 14 days from the day that you tested positive. And if people have other questions about their eligibility, how can they find out if they can donate? If they go to redcrossblood.org slash eligibility, they can find out if they're eligible. Um, We have a whole list of different uh, health conditions and medications, and people always have questions about if they're eligible. So if they go to redcrossblood.org slash eligibility, they can find out more. And if someone is interested in signing up to donate either blood or platelets, what should they do? So to make an appointment to give blood or platelets as soon as possible, 
people can uh, go to redcrossblood.org. They can call 1-800-RED-CROSS. And then they can also download the Red Cross Blood Donor app to make an appointment. And another thing we wanted to touch on, we know that our donors and, and our community members are so eager to help as soon as possible. And we do appreciate their patience as we navigate these unique pandemic challenges. So if you do log on online and you don't see an immediate appointment in the next few days, we don't want them to feel discouraged. Patients do still need you. We want you to look in, in the weeks ahead and even in the months ahead because we do need to maintain a sufficient blood supply now and throughout the winter. And of course, the most important reason to donate blood is to help save a life. But are there any other donor incentives during this month? There is. So February is a month for making heartwarming gestures. So the Red Cross and Amazon are thanking all that come to give from February 1st through the 28th with a $10 Amazon gift card by email. Um, So that is our incentive for February. And it's a nice treat in addition to saving lives. And if someone isn't eligible to donate blood, is there another way that they can help? Yes. So those that aren't eligible, first, I would say, if you aren't eligible, look around. You have family members, you have friends that are most likely, uh, a couple of them could at least be eligible. So I would really encourage you to encourage them to donate and encourage them to roll up a sleeve. I know I've definitely been recruiting my family members and friends to donate. And in addition to that, we also need volunteers to help support our critical blood supply collections across the country. And so we do have two volunteer positions that help support our blood collection. And the first one is our blood drive volunteers. So they play an important role in greeting, registering, and answering questions for our donors. They're usually the first face that you see when you walk in the blood donation center door or when you go to a blood drive. And then we also need blood transportation specialists. And they actually deliver life-saving blood from our donor centers to nearby hospitals and in communities. And I've spoken to a few blood donor ambassadors and blood transportation specialists recently. All of them have just been so thrilled with their job and, and the mm-hmm. fact that they're actually seeing the impact and they're able to go out in the community and actually a lot of them are blood donors. So the ones that are transporting the blood to the hospitals are saying it's full circle. They can see where it's going. So to volunteer to support Red Cross blood collections, you can visit redcross.org slash volunteer today to learn more. I've been speaking with Dana Simmons, Regional Communications Manager for the American Red Cross of Southern California. Is there anything else you want us to know? I just want to extend a thank you to everyone that has rolled up their sleeves and everyone that's making appointments. And also thank you to you guys for helping spread the word because we really do need donors right now. We really do need this life-saving blood on the shelf. So thank you. Well, we are happy to help out. Give us your website one more time, please. Redcrossblood.org. Thank you for speaking with us today, and I hope you find lots of eligible donors. Thank you so much. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.